0: The Bible describes God's characteristics, which we call it as attributes. You know, God has certain attributes that are shared with us. We call this as communicable attributes. We can catch them. For example, You know, if you're talking about love, wisdom, knowledge, mercy, compassion, all these are communicable attributes and we can catch them and we can also grow in these attributes. At the same time, there are certain attributes that exclusively belong to God. They are not shared with us. And we call them as incommunicable attributes. For example, you know, omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent. You know, sometimes they even call us omnitraits, omni-attributes. Omni is a Latin word, all. When you say omnipresent, what you're saying is is present everywhere. That's what means. Omni means all. So, we call this as omni attributes. Incommunicable attributes. Sometimes, you know, your mothers, they try to become omnipresent. Children, you would have realized. You know, they want to see all that their children are doing. From kitchen, they want to see. Not possible. (laughs) If, if given a choice, they'll also go with them to the college. <laughs> but that's that's not possible. These are all omni, uh, incommunicable attributes. So when we say life in the presence of God, you know, we are talking about the incommunicable attribute of God. That's what we are talking about. You know, we are talking about God's omnipresence. It means God is present everywhere. God is present everywhere at every point of time with his full being. That's omnipresence. So what does it mean to be living our life in the presence of God? What does it mean? How do we live? In the presence of God. Movement by movement. Is it possible? Psalm 139. You know will help us to learn. To live like that. And once we learn this psalm. It will also impact our life. If I go down to the depths. I go down and down. To the deepest ocean. To that chaotic ocean, oh, you are there. To Sheol, that is the entry to the hell, you are there, you are there. And if I go to the wings, if I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I go to the far side, where the far east, where the sun rises, you are there. If I settle on the far side of the sea, for David, it was the Mediterranean Sea. So if I go to the far west, you're there. You're everywhere. You're everywhere. You know, God is present everywhere. Up, you're there. Down, you're there. East, you're there. West, you're there. You're everywhere. God is everywhere. Now, not only God knows everything, he's present everywhere. He's also very powerful. You know, if you read um, 139 verse 13, it says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Inmost being is basically talking about soul. You know, you created my soul. You knit me together, basically is talking about your body. Every molecule in your body. You knit me together in my mother's womb. You know, then he goes on and says in verse 16, he says, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Okay, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Now, in verse 13, God not only creates, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. He also ordains. All the days ordains for me were written in your book. He also sustains. You know, it is God who has not only created us. It is not, It's God who has not only ordained our life. He sees all the 14 hairpin bends at the same time. He knows where my life begins, where my life ends. He also sustains us each and every second of our life. Every second, he sustains us. He ordains and sustains us. You know, uh, let me make quick applications here. Normally, I don't get to say. As a church, why are we against abortion and euthanasia? the reason is this because you created my inmost being okay all the days ordained for me were written in your book it's this this is the reason why the bible is against abortion as well as euthanasia euthanasia is basically mercy killing People who are struggling because of some sickness, they're having pain. So it is kind of a painless killing, but both are wrong. Yes. Maybe he's pursuing you. God is pursuing you, drawing you closer to him, drawing you closer to him. Every darkest valley you go through, you get closer to God. You are crossing one hairpin bend getting closer to God you have to cross the hairpin bend there are places where there will be breakdowns but every breakdown is an opportunity for you to get closer to God don't avoid it have this confidence his hand is holding you fast His hand will never leave you. His hand is like a father holding the hand of a little child. If the earthly father knows how to hold a child's hand, imagine how much more the heavenly father knows how to hold your hand and my hand. You right now, you may be in the darkest valley. You might not be knowing how you're going to come out of this, but don't doubt this one thing that God's presence surrounds you. God's hand is holding your hand fast. For nothing in all creation, not even the deep darkness of death itself will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing the more we understand this doctrine of omnipresence, God's presence with us, God's presence. Remember, when you get up, his face, not just presence, not some some air or some forces there. Just like as I'm standing in front of you, God himself is in front of you. His face is in front of you. Wherever you go, his face follows. His face is before you, his face is behind you, his face is above you, his face is behind you, his face is under you. He's everywhere. And his hand, that nail-pierced hand is holding your hand fast. It's only when you run. You, you think that the money and your position and your designation will, you know, will help you. You're discarding this hand. The hand that is holding you. Too often as worldly people. We run after things of the world. Thinking that they will give us relief. They will give us. You know that solution to our problem. There is a hand which is holding you right now. Right now. The nail pierced hand is holding you. Whatever might have happened. Whatever mistake you have committed in your life. He You. From your conception to death. He knows you. Even before a word is on my tongue, you Lord know it completely. In and through our failures, in and through our mistakes, in and through our sins, this God is pursuing us. Is it not so reassuring this morning? Your life is not determined by one failure. One mess up. It is God who is with you. He's going to take you home. He'll hold your hand. You say, I'll hold on to him a little bit, I'll hold on to him a little bit. It doesn't work. Hold on to your father's hand firmly. Believe that he's holding you, and this God will never let you go. You can never get rid of God's presence. And God will never let you go because he's holding you tightly. Shall we look to the Lord in prayer?